Hello and welcome to the JCBC Podcast. My name is Sean, and I'm so grateful that you found our podcast. Listen, the JCBC Podcast is a collection of several sermons that have been preached over the years at Johns Creek Baptist Church. I pray that as you find these sermons and you listen to them, they would meet you where you are in your journey. And I trust that God will do something in these words to lift up your head, if only for a little while. So go ahead and subscribe to us and follow along. Merry Christmas, my friends, and welcome to our Christmas Eve worship service. Today, we will hear sacred scripture read. We've already heard gorgeous music. We'll lift our own voices. We'll remind ourselves why we are here in the first place. We'll share the bread and cup with one another and we'll light a candle and sing Silent Night together. It's gonna be wonderful. But we begin our time of worship with some really good news. I I wanna brag on you a little bit because for the last uh, several weeks, you have been so generous in your giving, your sacrificial giving to our Christmas for Kids program, we have been able to collect so much and give so much that many, many children in our area, our neighborhoods and beyond, tomorrow will wake up to some blessings they did not expect. And in just a moment, at the conclusion of our prayer, we have a short video to celebrate what you are able to do with the love of Jesus as we share the love of Jesus with those in our region. And so thank you and God bless you. And so let's offer a word of prayer now as we begin our worship with one another. Let's bow together. Good and loving God, this day is all about you. This day belongs to you. From the rising of the sun until the very setting of the same, your name is to be praised. And today we have reason to praise your name. Because born in and among us this day is your holy presence. We now have the freedom to say that we know you and you know us. And we have a future with hope because you have chosen to seek us out and to redeem us. Today we celebrate you, Lord Jesus. We ask that as we lift up our voices, you are glorified by everything that you see in this place today. But we pray that even as we worship you, that we would see you, that we would experience you, encounter you all anew, so that we leave this place different than when we came. We welcome you now in the name of our Lord, we pray. Long ago, in a sleepy Russian village, there was an old shoemaker named Martin. He lived alone in his shop, but his work was of the very finest quality. He he treated all of his customers fairly and he was honest with everybody. He tried to live in such a way as to reflect the teachings of the Savior. One night when he went to bed, he fell asleep and he was awakened in the middle of the night by a voice, Martin, Martin, I'm coming tomorrow. Look to the streets 
for I will come to you. He woke and didn't know whether he was dreaming or if the voice was real. He woke up the next morning and he went to his shop and went to his work like he does every day. But he couldn't help but keep looking out the window, steadfastly watching the street, hoping that his blessed Savior would come. Later in the morning, he looked out in the snow and he saw an old soldier shoveling the deep snow. He could tell how freezing cold it was, much like tonight. And he called out to the old soldier to come inside and he gave him a hot drink so he could be warmed. Later in the afternoon, he looked out into the street again and he saw a young woman with a, a tiny infant. She had no coat. He hurried outside and he called to her and he beckoned her to come inside to be warmed by the fire. And he found out that the day before she had sold her coat to buy food. After eating some of Martin's food, he gave her two or three coins of money. And then he gave her his own coat and went back to his work. Later in the day, as the evening approached, he looked out and saw an old woman pushing a cart. She was selling apples. And he noticed a hungry young boy reach up and attempt to steal an apple. She grabbed onto his wrist, angrily threatening to take him to the police. And so Martin hurried outside and begged her not to do so. He paid for the apple himself, which he gave to the little boy who promised to never steal again. He went back inside and went back to his work. And when the day was done, he put away his tools, disappointed that the Savior had not come. But then as he struck a match in order to light the candle for the evening, he heard the voice again. Martin, Martin, did you not recognize me? And as he looked into the corner where the shadows were dancing on the walls, he saw the images of the old soldier and the young mother with her child and the boy and the old woman as they emerged from the shadows. And he heard the voice. It was I, Martin, the whole day long. Then he reached for his worn out Bible and he opened it to the to the chapter in the Gospel of Matthew where he read familiar words, I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink and I was a stranger and you took me in. For as often as you do this to the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you have done it to me. And then Martin remembered this is the way it always is, and that the Savior had come. When I think about that story by the great author Leo Tolstoy, it reminds me of a great truth that you and I can sometimes easily forget. Most of God's best gifts come disguised, don't they? 
It's Moses. It's a baby in a papyrus boat, his big sister attempting to save him from the evil actions of the genocide-driven Pharaoh. It's just a baby in a boat, but is it? Yeah, there's a baby in a boat, and his name is Moses. But it's not just a baby in a boat, is it? Because if you look closer, some of God's best gifts are always in disguise. Look closer to the baby in the boat of papyrus and you see it's not just a baby, but in that little boat, that basket is the burning bush. It is the 10 commandments. It is the divided Red Sea. It is the law, the tabernacle, the way. It is the festivals of celebration because God's best gifts are always in disguise. It's just a, a shepherd boy. His name is David. He's dressed in tattered clothes and he smells a little bit like the sheep that he's been tending. He doesn't look like much. When Samuel has he and his older brothers line up to anoint the next king, all the older brothers look so much more impressive. But all of God's best gifts are usually in disguise because standing before him wasn't just a boy who smelled like sheep. In his small frame was a giant slayer. In him was a military strategist. In his small frame was a politically savvy king who would unite the nations, the greatest king in the history of Israel. See, see, sometimes God's best gifts are in disguise among us. Life is always more than it may appear. So Paul, recently converted, now turning the world upside down with the message of the gospel. Now he's a marked man and his best friends have to lower him in a basket through a crack in the wall so that he might survive. And there's the apostle Paul hidden in a tiny basket lowered from a wall. But in the basket, it's more than a man in a basket because in the basket was the apostle to the Gentiles. In the basket was the book of Romans. In the basket was St. Paul's Cathedral because God's greatest gifts are always in disguise. So it should not surprise us on a day like today when we come across a splintered manger with hay. It doesn't look like much and it's just a small baby in the manger. But there in that beautiful brown-skinned baby, the child of a peasant girl with no name. A child who, for the better part of his childhood, would be known as the illegitimate son of the Galilean carpenter. In that child, there's more than just a baby lying in a manger because in that child, is a teaching that would confound the scholars. In that child was a way of life that would turn everything upside down. In that child was a kingdom breaking into this world. In that child, in a tiny manger, splinters all around with hay beneath him. In that child, there was a cross and a way made to be known by God and to know God in that child. The word of the Father 
was made flesh. God the all-vulnerable right before our eyes. And it fascinates me because we know these things take place in a town called Bethlehem. In Hebrew, Bethlehem, which means house of bread. Bethlehem known as a center for grain production and the production of bread. Could anything be more? The, the one who would grow up to be known as the bread of life, being born in a manger, which is a feeding trough in the city of bread. God's best gifts are always in disguise. Could anything be more beautiful than the bread of life delivered in a feeding trough in the city of bread? Yes, there can be. And it's how God is coming to you. Because every circumstance that you interpret as only pain and only suffering and only disappointment and only heartbreak, I promise you, may be God's best gift in disguise. It may be that God is trying to be born in and around you in the person sitting next to you right now. Can you see in them the holy? Can you begin to see in that circumstance that you wish would simply change, in the season that you wish were simply over, can you see God's best gifts are always in the skies. Maybe something is being born in and around you right now that will change everything. This is why we come to this table. Why in the world would we do something as ordinary, as plain, as tactile on a Christmas Eve as eat bread and drink wine? What could be more simple and what could be more ordinary? And yet God, who behaves this way always, tends to show up in the most ordinary to show us that the ordinary is holy too. We walk to the table or to the various places around the room today as an act of faith. Because as you walk close to bread and cup that's near you, you are demonstrating that you desire to find the holy in the ordinary parts of your life. You are showing by taking a piece of bread, by dipping it in the cup and eating it, that you too desire to be overwhelmed by what you find in him, just as the shepherds were, just as the magi were. This table has been set for you to discover that the one we celebrate, the birth we celebrate, can be born in you right this very moment. Beloved, it's never just bread. It's never just juice. It's always a holy reminder that God is breaking in always to the most mundane, plain, ordinary parts of our lives to show us that he can be found there too. You know, on his last night, he took a loaf of bread and he blessed it. And after he had given thanks, he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is broken for you. Eat it in remembrance of me. Then he also took a cup in the same manner. 
he had given thanks. And after he blessed it, he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, the new arrangement, the new way to exist with me and with one another in this world. Drink it as often as you do in remembrance of me. Come now to the table of our Lord. Now that we have celebrated the birth of Christ, we can confess with confidence that the light of the world has been born. So as we take the light from the Christ candle, we share this light with one another because this kind of light is never meant to be kept to ourselves. It's meant to be shared. The reason we celebrate this every Christmas Eve is because the sharing of light is actually an act of hope. It's an act of defiant hope in a world of darkness. To share light with one another is really an act of subversion because every act of compassion, every expression of generosity and love, every expression of Christ-like love will turn upside down a world that would have us believe that there is no hope. Friends, our final blessing as we leave this place is a benediction. Now that we have been reminded that the Christ of God has been born among us, wherever you go from this place, may the same magnetic love that long ago drew shepherds from fields and the wise from the east, may it also draw you. And may you also, when you find the birth of this Christ where you least expect it, this light that the darkness cannot extinguish, may you too be overwhelmed. Merry Christmas. God bless you.